Welcome to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Podcast in Scottsdale, Arizona. We are Christian Disciples in Mission. Most of us have had this experience in our lives. Moving into a new home or a house where we need to dwell. And maybe many times you might use a realtor to go and look at the house. In order to sell the house, the owner needs to have a person be able to imagine what the space will be like. And so when you walk in, everyone comes up with a different set of needs and saying, wow, this won't work, this won't fit, or this would work perfectly, or this is what would happen. And so what each person needs to do is to reimagine what the space will be like in being able to use because everyone's at a different point in their lives. If someone's searching for a new home or a new house, maybe they're a newly engaged couple. Maybe they're just barely starting off the family, and those needs are different versus a family with many children. The need for more space, the need how to use those spaces. Maybe you have in-laws that might need to live with you. Or you might have a serious situation of a sick family member. Or situations where you just have some different challenges. So everyone approaches the house imagining and reimagining the space. The realtor is there to say, have you ever thought about this? Have you ever thought about using this space? Or this is what you can do. Or this is what we found have worked for other people. So in buying a new house or entering into a new home that you want to live in, you have to reimagine the space. Our theme at St. Patrick's for this year is reimagined together. Now, for some people, it might not be pious or religious enough like it has been in the past, quoting scriptures. I think it's really dealing what we have to deal with right now in the presence. And God has a lot to say about the church, the people of God, being able to reimagine together how we minister, how we preach the kingdom of God, and how we recognize God already working in the lives of the people. In today's gospel, we again begin with the gospel of Mark during this whole liturgical year. And Mark begins it in a space called the desert. And in the desert is the place where the Jewish people would often say, this is where God and humanity encounter one another on numerous occasions. But also it was a place, the desert, was for retreating. Letting go of worldly things that are going on and be able to reconnect with God in seeking a new way of life. It's reimagining the desert, a place that's thought to be dry, to be dead, a place that has nothing good or value or no life in it. And God is inviting us to reimagine what the desert could be like. And from it is a voice, John the Baptist, for Mark in the gospel and writing This is the beginning of God's desire to have his covenant with Israel renewed. The covenant's already there, but to think anew. And so the first message of John the baptizer is metanoia, a word in the scripture that means turn around, change your behavior, think differently. And so it does make sense of how the church can reimagine the gospel and living it in today's life. 
So what are some things this new liturgical year that St. Patrick's and every Christian community can reimagine the church now? Because it's changed. And for some, it's been very painful. For others, they just simply fade away and say, really has no effect in my life. And for others, we're just really trying to figure out a new way. And maybe we have a little bit. So some points that we want to make of how we might want to reimagine in the church. The first thing is, is to have humility. A humility that says the smallest acts of love make a difference. We can't just think of church that only big things that happen, things that in poverty or feed thousands of people. I mean, those are great things when we're able to happen. But when we're unable to safely gather together and we're experiencing all these challenges, we need to be able to know that with a humility, the small acts of love matter. The phone call to someone that you haven't been in contact with or just checking in on. A neighbor that you take care of their kids in the sense of an emergency. The way you treat people in the supermarket and the way that you drive. And the way that you show any acts of kindness. Maybe you find yourselves in jail and prison and many people think that the lack of respect and humanity is there. And yet, I've seen where prisoners really treat each other with respect. Of holding the door, of removing the dishes for them, or just acting acts of kindness. That's church. That's humility. That's what God blesses and says yes. Those of you who find yourselves in nursing homes or hospitals and you have a long-term type of experience, the way you thank the help, the way you're grateful in being a good receiver when people check in on you, and even though you're sad or depressed or struggling, you still honor those small acts and say that they matter. Those of you who've been distant because of the pandemic and can't get out like you normally do, those small acts, again, of writing a card, of maybe reaching out to a neighbor, maybe going walk with someone that you haven't before, that you can do that safely, that you just develop those small relationships. Small acts done with great humility needs to be reimagined in the church and put in the forefront during this time. How about people having value? Everyone has value. So often we... Go after people that can produce, people that can help do ministries, and people that we can count on because there's only so many that are going to say yes to giving of their time or giving effort in, into ministries and all. But if we can learn to use a language that speaks value to every person, I think of those who are disabled, who can teach us so much, and those who are parents of special needs children or anyone in your family that requires a lot of effort to be able to love and care for their health. You are great teachers, but you remind us that such people have value. And even though they can't participate fully in everything, there are many ways that they teach us, that they help us learn. That anyone who might be elderly that can't get out, because many people say, we used to go to Mass, but you don't see us anymore because we're not able to drive and all. But you have value. If you find yourself in prisons, you still have value to society. You still matter. If you're unemployed, if you're struggling 
with daily issues in your family lives. You have value, even when people sometimes make you feel invisible or not important. The church can learn to reimagine, to be the great voice, the great force that says people that are sometimes invisible have great value. I remember my first pastorate at St. Charles Borromeo in Peoria, Arizona. Gee whiz, that was, you know, it was, uh, when I first got in there, it was very difficult financially, and it was a lot of work that we needed to do, and I would help count the collections there, and we would just put up, open the little envelopes, and many times from parishioners would be a dollar, or nothing at all but a note that says, I can't give anything this week, but just know that you have our prayers. Oh, that's the most humbling thing. And that taught me as a young pastor that anyone who does any good has value in the church. Understanding what true worship really is. We need to reimagine that again. Because we've been forced now to no longer say going to church, dressing up if we choose to do that, driving to a building, going to mass. Is true worship, and we shouldn't be denied that. And you know, that's only a small part of it. Public witnessing of going to a church, going to Mass, is powerful. But yet, we're also in this pandemic is asked to learn that true worship, as St. Paul tells us in the reading to the Romans, is living ethically and honestly and morally. That's what pleases God. And so true worship isn't always about saying, I've got to go to church because the vast majority of Catholics are not going to Mass right now. They can't. And with the numbers rising, it gets even more difficult and scary. But how about honoring true worship? Maybe just watching the Mass online is a small part of it. Saying your prayers, but living daily and doing the daily things that Jesus tells us to do. Do as Jesus does, as Mark is going to tell us throughout this whole entire year. That has value. And so worshiping is loving your neighbor. Worshiping is giving time to God in your home when you can't get out safely. Worshiping, then, is just to live ethically and honestly and truthfully. God Loves that. And even though people can't see that, it makes a difference. And finally, what we need to understand is we have to know the difference between visible and invisible. The church is visible by a beautiful building, by people driving to the building and walking in and greeting each other. And those are very powerful signs of visible. You can see the church by the name when you drive by on the sign or a school or a hospital or a food bank that's run by people who follow Christ, including our Catholic faith. Those are things visible we can see. But we need to understand that those things invisible really make a difference. Rather than just saying, we can't get into our buildings, we're not being allowed to, in some parts of the world, there are serious reasons of, upon death that governments oppress Christians and other people of religions that seek to worship God. That's serious. But yet, somehow we have to know that we are part of an invisible church. We may be frustrated by watching the Mass online. Oh, we miss going. We miss the donuts. We miss gathering together. And those things are good to miss. But you're part of an invisible church. St. Paul tells us you just don't walk by sight, but you walk by faith. And we are caught up with God, both visible, 
when he's shown to us, and invisible. God is present even when we can't see them. And that's what most of us, I think, really understand. But do you understand that the entire church is praying for you right now? Think for a moment, all of you who are watching and any person you know that is breathing right now on the face of the earth, they are being prayed for by the church. They have never taken a breath without being prayed for. There's a special prayer called the Liturgy of the Hours where some clergy, clergy rather, and some laid people who choose to pray that pray throughout the entire world It's called the Liturgy of the Hours. It's scriptures, it's reflection, and praying the Psalms and other prayers to God. And people make a commitment to that. But at every prayer in the Liturgy of the Hours, prayed all throughout the world at different times, the church invisible prays for you. And so you may think no one cares, no one loves me. And it can feel that way, that you're overwhelmed and living in darkness and feeling not valued. You're feeling invisible. The church is praying for you. Now, you have a choice whether to believe that or not. But if you act on that, just know that you have never taken a breath, and neither have I, without someone praying for you. Right now, there's someone praying the Liturgy of the Hours or the Mass itself, praying specifically for you, for courage, for comfort, for love, for more awareness. You see, the church is not just visible by its buildings and by vestments and by all the statues and candles. The church is also invisible, working behind the scene. And you are part of the invisible. As much as you love an invisible God, think more of the invisible church. Because we will never know every good thing done by you. Oh, God knows, but we won't. But that doesn't make it any less real. You, whether visible or invisible, are important to God. And so, as we look into new houses, we reimagine the space. Because we're all at different levels. The church does the same in the desert. We have a space to reimagine how church, how ministry, how bringing the gospel of Jesus into the world, making things that mm, were forgotten prior to COVID, now more important. We continue to reimagine together the beauty of being part of God's family. Thank you for listening to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Homily Podcast. We are Christian Disciples in Mission, 